0: This episode is brought to you by Cox Home Life. Cox helps make your home smarter, and now you can pull up your Home Life cameras on your TV with your Contour voice remote and some simple voice commands. To learn more, visit Cox.com/slash ThisIsHome. Hi, I'm Polly Campbell, and this is Simply Said. Hello, hello, this is Polly on the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, be happy. Thanks for joining me today. You know, this last few months during the pandemic and political strife and all kinds of things, uh, difficult things and important things that are going on in our country, I noticed something unexpected. I've been feeling good, happy even. And I'm looking at the things that are going on outside, externally. My deep concern for equality and stability and health and kindness and these things that the world doesn't seem so connected to right now. And I feel deep concern for those things. And in my way, I'm, I'm hoping to make a positive contribution to the things I believe in and in support of all people. I'm, you know, trying to manage certain stress levels around my own family and on my own house as we deal with the uncertainty. I mean, it's been a stressful year, right? We've all experienced plenty of losses. There have been things that I missed and changes that we've had to make. We've all had to learn to adapt, and that's true for me, too. You know, I don't love the things like death and politics and poverty and illness and violence against Black people. I don't love being separated from my family and friends and... I miss my gym and my regular workouts, and and I, I share all those concerns for the important, large social issues and the small, unimportant, infinitesimal things that I miss in my own life that, that made my days easier or better. So those things are real. And yet, I feel good. I feel calm, even. Usually I'm pretty relaxed and there have been real moments where I felt settled and happy. Maybe you felt it too. Here's what I think is going on for me. This forced withdrawal from the soccer carpools because my daughter's soccer is canceled and the school pickups and the commute to work meetings and the daily trips to the gym. Those little changes in my life have actually led to some Free moments where I've been doing things that I enjoy more, where I've had time to experience and process the feelings I'm having. So for example, instead of needing to run my daughter to her doctor's appointment the other day, we set her up on a Zoom call in the living room. And while she was talking with the doctor, I was sitting on the couch reading a book just for fun day was done. I was done with work. I've been binge watching shows on the weekends sometimes with my husband. I've been sleeping in a little later on Saturday mornings, not so uh, flustered and frantic to get my chores done and do the work I need to do on Saturdays to get on with the day. I've been practicing the ukulele. I've been filling those pockets of time that I normally would be doing household chores or commuting or carpooling or sitting out and enjoying my daughter's soccer games. I've been filling those moments with things that fill me up. Before the summer, I had less time at home and that meant less downtime. When I was here, because when I was here, if I wasn't catching up on work, because I work at home, if I wasn't catching up on work, I needed to be doing chores and laundry. If I was ever loafing on the couch, I felt like I needed to get up and go for a workout or fold the laundry. But guess what? The gym is closed. There's no place to go. Sure, I'm still exercising, but I'm not losing those extra minutes to the commute. I'm walking outside my door. Or doing stretches in the house. And truth be told, I'm not even losing time to showers. Because I'm not showering as often. I'm not sure that's a good thing or not. But I feel like in the moments that I have, I'm actually enjoying my time more. And it's helping me to feel better. And now I recognize, thanks to some research I read this week, and I always love it when research backs up my experience, right? That doesn't always happen. and But when I'm talking with you or, or writing in my books, I read the research and then I test this stuff out to see if it really works in the practical experience of living. I want to know if it can enhance our experience. And so I, I'm the guinea pig. That's how I stumbled into gratitude. I was reading all this research about gratitude. And I thought, "Well, see. It's pretty simple just to give thanks and allow the feeling to come in of what you care about each day or what you appreciate each day. And it, it, it's been life-changing. Simple way to feel better. So in this case, I was having this experience that I couldn't quite explain. And then I stumbled across the research that explained it for me, helped me to know what my experience was like. And what the research is showing is that when we do the things that help us relax, whether that's binge watching a show or playing the ukulele or just sitting out on the back deck, visiting or cooking a new recipe, if that's a way to relax and enjoy, we're talking about hedonic happiness. And psychologists really define or classify happiness in two ways. There's hedonic and there's eudaimonic. And hedonic happiness is really about pleasure. It's about experiencing pleasure and minimizing pain, right? Often when we're talking about happiness, this is what we're talking about. Well, if I just buy that pair of shoes, that's going to bring me great pleasure and that equals happiness, right? But there's the other side of this, which is eudaimonic happiness, I always stumble over when I say eudonomic happiness. And it's equally as important to our well-being and our overall sense of happiness. This is when we are living with purpose, when we are self-actualized, when we feel like we are authentic. This is the kind of happiness that we experience when we are living a life with great meaning, or we have more experiences that elevate our life, or uh, we're in touch with awe, right? But many of us overlook the hedonic happiness, the basic pleasures of the day, and we focus more on pursuing our goals or creating habits that support our values and our desires over the long term, such as we don't eat the pizza that would bring us hedonic happiness, or hedonic experience because we forgo the pizza for healthier foods so we can achieve our weight loss goals down the road or we cultivate the self control we need to accomplish our long term goals that will contribute to a happier, more satisfying life in the end. But we forego the immediate desires to relax or indulge in a treat or sleep in on a Saturday, right? And I think this is where I was. I don't think there was a whole lot of balance. I was very focused on goals and getting this next book out and things I want to do with my family and trips we wanted to take. And if I ever caught myself sitting on the couch, I'd feel guilty, I'd feel like it was a luxury or that I was lazy and that I needed to get up and and do the chores or work outside, our yard is a mess, or go to the gym, right? Now what this research is showing is that hedonic happiness is equally as important to our health and well-being as the other things we do. But we need to focus on pleasure for pleasure's sake. We need to enjoy those moments without being bombarded or distracted by the thoughts of the things we should be doing. So when I'm sitting on the couch, binge watching a movie with my husband and really feeling good and settled and calm and connected and happy, that is not the time to allow the thoughts of, oh, you're so lazy, you should be headed to the gym instead of watching this movie to flood into my brain. And yet that's what happens because at some point along the way in our culture we decided that productivity was the end all that doing was more important than being and i think because of the restrictive nature of the pandemic and the stay-at-home orders that we've been respecting i've learned how to experience relaxation and pleasure in those breaks of time that I have, in a way that I haven't done for a long time. Now, I wasn't unhappy at all before the pandemic. I love watching my daughter play soccer. I love my job. Working out made me feel good. But I spent so much time doing other things that I didn't leave any time left to just be and enjoy the pleasure of the moment to really savor an ice cream cone or snuggling on the couch or just being quiet and petting the dog or sneaking out to the back deck and reading a book after work. Now that I'm doing those things, I feel good at a time when I wouldn't expect that, right? Do you know what I'm talking about? Are you, are you going through this at all? These good feelings were coming without me even realizing. I felt like I was more settled. I was calmer. There was more peace, even amid all the upset. Just giving time to both the necessities of my job and running a household and parenting and to playing the ukulele for a few minutes each day felt uplifting. So so after reading this research that came from motivational psychologist Katarina Bernecker out of University of Zurich in partnership with Radbound University in the Netherlands. They found that our capacity to enjoy simple pleasures without being bombarded by the distracting thoughts of what else we should be doing is as important to our health and well-being as anything else that brings us pleasure or makes us happy, or that feels good, right, and so now that we're going through this, and and we are incrementally returning to a new normal, and I don't know what that's going to look yet for my life, or for the life of my family, or for my friends, but I'm getting curious now, as we slowly return to some normal activity, how can I feel this going forward? How can I retain these moments of pleasure and happiness as the gym reopens or school starts again in a new way? How can I preserve these pockets of time that have brought moments of joy that have contributed to a long-term, better, less stressed feeling as I start to add activity back in, right? The enemy of this kind of happiness, hedonic happiness, is our own thoughts. They distract us with self-criticism. What are you doing sitting on the couch when there's so much laundry to do? It's six o'clock, you should get up and cook dinner. How can you sit here and read this afternoon when you have to get the report out tomorrow, right? Or you should be doing this, or you should be doing that, right? We should ourselves to death. I'm having to learn how to give time to what feels good. And I'm finding that when I do that, and when I experience that, and I'm mindful of that, then those good feelings make me a more patient mother and wife. They make me a more energized household manager. I have energy to burn. I'm cleaning the house and folding the laundry. They make me more productive and more attentive at work. Giving time to the things that make us feel good is restorative, and it's good for our bodies. It's good for our brains. It's good for our immune function. It bolsters us. We know, thanks to the work of Dr. Stuart Brown and others, that play, adult play, doing things we enjoy simply because we enjoy them, invokes our imagination, improves our problem-solving abilities. And here's the big one. It also improves how we communicate and relate to one another. So when we play, when we do things that we enjoy simply because we enjoy them, that's what adult play looks like. We don't need any other outcome. We don't need to accomplish any other goal other than just participating in these activities that we enjoy. Then we connect with each other in a deeper way. Have you ever felt this with your spouse or your friend or your kids? You're having just a perfect moment and you're not doing anything at all. Maybe you're going for a walk or you're just watching TV together or playing a card game or shopping or just being together for the sake of spending time. You're doing something that everybody enjoys and you feel connected and loved and loving in a way that you don't during the rest of the time. I'm telling you what, by enjoying these little pockets of time, by, by returning to things that make me feel good, like reading for no reason at all, except I feel like reading, I'm less reactive and more tuned in, I'm a lot healthier in my life. And that leads to greater life satisfaction. When I try a new recipe and make it work, when I learn a new song on the ukulele, I'm proud of myself. I feel good. I feel engaged in my life. And right now, when our lives are filled with so many stressful things to understand and process and think about, I think these kind of things are essential to keeping us healthy and keeping us from getting burned out and depressed. So how do we get into this? I mean, we still have real lives, right? We'll start parenting and working and paying bills and figuring out a way through all this stuff. That's a, that's a heavy load. So how can we then make sure we're bringing some of this good stuff back into your lives? Okay. Researchers say schedule some unscheduled time. They say it much fancier than that. But they're saying build it into your day and, and set some limits. So if you have 20 minutes to read a book, give your attention to, that, to reading that book for pleasure for 20 minutes. Don't allow outside just thoughts to distract you. When they come in, recognize them, ah, oh, there you are. I know there's laundry to do, but this is my 20 minutes. And honor yourself and the other things you want to accomplish in your life by giving yourself that time to do something that you find pleasurable, Relaxing without the guilt or criticism. So take an hour, take 10 minutes, take 20. Whatever time you can set, schedule the time to do something that is fun and pleasurable and allow yourself all of that time without criticism or self judgment, right? Declare it to yourself. In this house, once Saturday chores are done, we all get time to ourselves. We do whatever we want to do just for fun. If my husband decides to putter in the yard, uh, that's fun for him. I'm down with that. but <laughs> I am not going to be out using the time to myself to her in the yard. Sometimes he'll take a nap. He loves taking naps. I listen to a podcast or I'll read a book. Sometimes I play the ukulele. Sometimes I just lay on the couch and do nothing, watch a, watch a show and unwind. I rarely plan ahead how I'm going to use that time on Saturday, and that's the key. I just see how I feel. But we get up, we get going, we get the household chores done, talk about the day, and then everyone gets a couple hours to use how they want. If you're not sure what you like to do anymore, which I've been there too, hello, we get so busy with the schedule of our day that I forget the things that I thought once were fun. Try it again. Go back and try a few things. It's been years since I played the ukulele, and I've picked it up during the pandemic just to see, and I love it. I, I think I like it even better now than I did when I was so busy trying it before. My dad is taking up watercolor, He's never painted before in his life but he got curious and he wanted to learn so he decided to give it a try. This isn't about outcomes. You know you don't have to paint perfectly to enjoy painting. You don't have to be a good ukulele player to have fun playing the ukulele and let me tell you there is truth in those words because I'm absolutely not a good ukulele player but I'm having fun trying. It feels like play to me. It makes me smile. And, you know, I also need to work on my pronunciation of the word because I I think it's ukulele. Anyhow, I've even said it wrong during this podcast. (laughs) But it's fun for me to pick it up. So go back. If you used to love to dance, dance again. If you enjoy hiking, go for a hike. If you once liked going on Sunday drives, Pick it up again and see if it's something you'd enjoy again. Try different things and find the thing that helps you relax and feel good. The thing that brings you pleasure and honor yourself and your time by recognizing that these moments of pleasure, of play, of happiness are not wasted. They're essential to your health. They're essential to your happiness and well-being and science supports that fact. They're not a luxury. It's part of being human and having a full experience. It's hard to be a good manager or mother or spouse or friend or worker when you're stressed out, angry, and upset all the time, right? If we want to achieve our long-term goals, there is no benefit to working so hard that we burn ourselves out within the first five minutes. What about if we enjoy the simple pleasures of our life while we're working toward our long-term goals, or raising a family, or building a business. I think that's doable, and I think that's exciting, and it took a pandemic to remind me of the importance of doing that. So give this a try. Set aside some time today, each day, every weekend, whenever you can, and deliberately use that time to relax and restore And enjoy whatever that looks like to you, right? And as you're doing that, be mindful of that experience. In the beginning, it might be difficult because we are so conditioned to feel guilty when we're not working or producing, right? Or it can be stressful to feel like we're relaxing when we see dishes loaded in the sink, So be mindful, don't do anything with that. Just pay attention to the feeling in your body and what you're, what you're feeling, what you're thinking, your thoughts, that's okay. And then let it go because we have to learn how to enjoy our lives. And this is part of it, right? So that's a simply start segment today. Set aside time to relax, do something you enjoy solely because you enjoy it. And Simply Start, we get to feel good in our lives, no matter what's going on outside us, right? We can hold all of it. We can understand the complication and the stresses and the concerns and the realities of the world while enjoying other aspects of our life at the very same time. We can do all of that, right? So that brings us to the Simply Nifty segment where I share something that's made my life better, that I think is simply nifty. And I'm going to talk about a practice today. It's savoring practice. Savoring is when we take in the good feeling we're experiencing and we sit with it. We notice all the emotion and the feelings that come with that. So while you are taking time to enjoy the moments of your life, to experience pleasure and fun and happiness, take 30 seconds to just let those good feelings soak in. Savor the bite of the cookie. Savor the movie you're watching while laying on the couch in a quiet room or the good book you're reading with the sun coming down. Savor the moment. Process those emotions by allowing your body to fully feel that and sit with it. When we savor when we develop a practice of savoring the goodness in our life and really experiencing those emotions and taking them in, we actually begin to rewire our brain to have more positive experience, not just have them, but notice them, right? We often are so attuned to the negative and the upset in our life that we forget there are equally positive experiences and countermeasures. Savoring helps us identify. We rewire our brain so we can experience them more fully. Simply nifty, savor the moments you enjoy during your day. How are you going to do this? How are you going to find things to enjoy during your day or this weekend? What are you doing that you already enjoy? Let me know. You can reach out at author on Facebook or tweet me at P.L. Campbell. Let me know how you're enjoying your life and creating hedonic happiness going forward. Remember, we only have this time on the planet. It's okay to enjoy the moments of our life. It's okay to have fun. There's no reward for making life harder than it already is. In fact, if we take time to enjoy and savor and notice the sweetness of the ice cream and the beauty of the dahlias or the security and calm of a quiet night on the couch, when we allow ourselves to relax and experience pleasure and happiness, as well as the pursuit of our goals, we will be healthier, happier, and more satisfied throughout our lives. And that will help us all live well, do good, and be happy.